0: From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Yes, yes, yes. How you doing? <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you, Jason Kelly. Oh, oh, what a grill! Thank you very much. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you very much. Ah. Welcome to another edition of the Queen's New Yorker. It's Friday night, folks. It's February 9, 2024. And this is episode number 254 in our night season. Getting very close to the end of our night season. Going into season number 10 coming up this September. So it'll be a milestone for our wonderful uh, Spotify channel. Our YouTube channel that's now starting to make a comeback. And we hope that you will continue to support us one way or another, we wish you, we, of course, wish you will do all or both, and follow us wherever we go in our journeys here. Tonight on our program, we're con- you know we're continuing our series on TV stations. We're in uh, channel nine right now, and this is part three, which we're going to be doing of TV channel nine. There it is, yeah, <laughs> picking up where we left off. I know, I feel the same way, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, I tell you, I'm glad you came and joined us on this Friday night's edition. Oh, this Friday night edition of the Queens, New Yorker. Let's go ahead and jump into part three. We're going to pick up where we left off. We were in... Uh doing the history, but now we were going to do the MyNetworkTV affiliation from 2006 to the present and then going into programming. So let's finish up this, this uh, subheading and continue on where we left off. Okay. On February 22nd of 2006, News Corporation announced the launch of a new sixth network called MyNetworkTV, which would be operated by Fox Television Station's and its syndicated division, 20th, 20th Television. Now, My Network TV was created to compete against another upstart network that would launch at the same time that September, the CW, an allegamated network that was originally consisted primarily of UPN and the WB's higher-rated programs, as well as to give UPN and WB stations that were not mentioned as becoming CW affiliates another option besides converting to independent stations. WPIX, which had been a WB affiliate since 1995, was announced as the CW's New York City affiliate as part of a 10-year affiliation deal with Channel 11's parent company, Tribune Broadcasting. The network's officials were on record as preferring the strongest stations among the WB and UPN's affiliates none of which included any of Fox's UPN-affiliated stations. Locally, WPIX had been well ahead of WWOR-TV in overall viewership for some time. The day... After the announcement of the CW's formation, which was January 25th of 2006, Fox removed all network references from the on-air branding of its UPN affiliates and stopped promoting UPN programs altogether. Now, WWOR accordingly changed its branding from UPN-9 to WWOR-9, although the station was referred to on-air as simply 9, and altered its logo to only feature the boxed 9 with a small red stripe on the left side. WWOR had just introduced a new graphics package for its newscast and revised logo almost three weeks prior with UPN branding. While With the impending switch to My Network TV, Channel 9's on-air branding was changed to My9 beginning on April 4th with the new brand being introduced during Nets and Yankees game telecasts. Two weeks later, on April 17th, WWOR incorporated the My9 name into the station's remaining branding elements, including news. On June 2nd, WWOR changed its logo again, and this time adopting one similar to the My Network TV logo presented at the launch announcement. Despite MyNetworkTV's announcement that its launch date would be September 5th of 06, UPN continued to broadcast on stations across the country until September 15th of the same year. And while some UPN affiliates that switched to MyNetworkTV aired the final two weeks of UPN programming outside its regular primetime period, WWOR and the rest of the network's Fox owned affiliates dropped UPN's programming entirely on August 31st of 06. WWOR TV discontinued regular programming on its analog signal over VHF Channel 9 at 11.59pm on June 12, 2009 as part of the federally mandated transition from analog to digital television. The last program to air on analog was an episode of Law & Order Criminal Intent. The station's digital signal remained on its pre-transition UHF Channel 38 using virtual Channel 9. October 15, 2010, News Corporation pulled WWOR, WNYW, WTXF, South Jersey Only, Fox Business, Fox Deportes, and Nat Geo Wild from Cablevision Systems in the New York City tri-state area due to a dispute between Fox and Cablevision in which Cablevision claimed that News Corporation demanded $150 million a year to renew its carriage of 12 Fox-owned channels. News Corporation responded to Cablevision's claims, Cablevision offered to submit to binding arbitration on October 14th of 2010, and though News Corporation rejected Cablevision's proposal, stating that it would reward Cablevision for refusing to negotiate fairly, WWOR, NYW, TXF, and the three cable channels were restored on October 30th, 2010, when Cablevision and News Corporation struck a new carriage deal. November 3rd, 2011, Fox Television Stations signed an affiliation agreement with Bounce TV, a subchannel network aimed at African American audiences, to carry the service on the second or third digital subchannels of its My Network TV affiliated stations. January 7th, 2014, WWOR applied for a digital fill in translator on Channel 34 from the Armstrong Tower and licensed to Alpine, New Jersey, that will serve the northern viewing area. Before August 2014, the station awaited renewal of its broadcast license since 2007, the same year that two petitions to deny the license's renewal were submitted, and according to claims from U.S. Senator Frank Lautenberg and media observers, who filed a complaint with the FCC in November of 2009, WWOR-TV's performance was clearly inadequate to meet its public interest obligations, and he questioned the truthfulness of its application. The station was also accused of misrepresenting the number of station employees based in Secaucus and failing to report a reduction in local news coverage. February 17, 2011, the FCC opened an investigation against then-WWOR Parent News Corporation to determine whether the company misrepresented information about WWOR-TV's news operations and programming during the station's license review. News Corporation would have been stripped of its licenses to operate both WWOR-TV and sister station, WNYW, as well as facing other penalties if found guilty of any wrongdoing. News Corporation spun off both stations and its other U.S. television properties to 21st Century Fox in June of 2013. Legal representation hired by WWOR stated that the station had fulfilled its commitments in December of 2012, Lautenberg called for an investigation into the potential relaxing of FCC rules regarding ownership consolidation within media markets, stating that news corporations' co-ownership of WNYW and the New York Post has not served New Jersey well. Following Lautenberg's June 3, 2013 death and the subsequent announcement of the WWOR News Department's closure one month later, Fellow New Jersey Senator Robert Men- Mendez, Menendez took up the cause, saying it was increasingly critical with WWOR dropping their newscast and going with the outside chasing New Jersey for coverage of state issues for the FCC to make a ruling on WWOR's license and their fulfillment of their obligations. Representative Frank, Frank Polone also called for the revocation of the license, and in November of 2013, the New Jersey legislature passed a resolution urging the FCC to revoke the station's license. March 2014, New Jersey's senior United States Senator Bob Menendez wrote to the FCC asking for swift action to determine if the station had been fulfilling its licensing requirements. New Jersey is one of the most densely populated states in the country, but because of its location between New York City and Philadelphia, it does not have a designated market area, a DMA. WWOR is required to fill this gap by operating in the state of New Jersey to do the benefit of all residents. Unfortunately, concerns have mounted that the operations of WWOR have not fulfilled these requirements. And then on August 8th of 2014, the FCC renewed... WWOR's license, dismissing all of the objecting petitions, though the permanent waiver allowing Fox television stations to run both NYW and WOR, along with the 21st Century Fox's shared ownership, with the New York Post was denied. A temporary waiver was granted. January 2018, Senators Menendez and Cory Booker said the station had failed to live up to its federal mandate to cover New Jersey news, and despite this, the station's license was renewed by the FCC on July 12th of 2018 for a new 10-year cycle without objection. Booker and Menendez have continued to push for revocation of the station's license. One month after the license renewal, Fox Television Station sold 9 Broadcast Plaza back to Hearts Mountain Industries, which developed the Secaucus Office Park WWOR-TV's facility was built in for $4.05 million several months after the appeal of the FCC's main studio rule, which mandated continued operation of WWOR from Secaucus. Since that point, WWOR's operations have been consolidated with WNYW in Manhattan, and Hearts Mountain was set to start demolition of the former WWOR studios in June of 2019. As of July 2023, the building still stands. Now we go to the programming. As an independent station, Channel 9's schedule was heavy on sports programming. Early in its history, WOR-TV established itself as the home of National League Baseball in New York, carrying Brooklyn Dodgers beginning in 1950 and New York Giants games beginning in 51 until both teams moved to California, Los Angeles and San Francisco respectively following the 1957 season. From 58 to 61, the station aired a limited schedule of Philadelphia Phillies games, consisting of matchups against the Dodgers and the Giants. Then in 1962, WOR-TV gained broadcast rights to the New York Mets, the National League's new expansion team. The partnership between the station and the team would last through the 1998 season, after which the Mets moved their broadcast to WPIX, replacing Yankee telecast on the station. Channel 9 acquired rights to the NHL's New York Rangers and the NBA's New York Knicks in 1965, holding on to both teams until 1989 when the two teams' television rights moved exclusively to cable on the MSG network. The New York Islanders, New York-New Jersey Nets, New Jersey Devils, local college basketball, New York Cosmos soccer, WWF, WCW, and briefly in the mid-1970s, IWA Wrestling were also broadcast on Channel 9. And for a generation of New York sports fans, the station became synonymous with its relationships with the Mets, Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Nets, and the World Wrestling Federation. Except for the Mets, for whom WWOR did cover a large number of home games, WWOR's pro sports coverage mainly featured away games, although in the mid-1960s the station taped a handful of Rangers' Saturday afternoon home games for broadcasts that evening. One such game... On November 27, 1965, against the Chicago Blackhawks, it is said to be the first NHL game to ever be broadcast in color. W Channel 9 also broadcast an infamous interview between Mike Tyson and the station's then sports anchor Ross Salzberg in January of '99, whose intent was to discuss Tyson's then comeback fight against Francois Botha. Tyson shouted several explicitives, made threats, and told the audience to switch the station off. This prompted Salzburg to abruptly end the interview, giving Tyson a half-hearted wish of luck on his upcoming fight. Tyson responded by telling Salzburg to fuck him off. Late September 2001, WWOR-TV aired several New York Yankees baseball games that were originally scheduled to air on WNYW. In 2005, Channel 9 picked up Yankees games on a full-time basis with the broadcast being produced by the Yes Network. Whenever Yes broadcasts a Yankees game during the same time period as a Brooklyn Nets game, the Nets game aired instead on WWOR due to Channel Overflow and the mutual agreement between the two networks. This is usually the case during the month of April and most of the Nets playoff games. Channel 9 and Yes became corporate siblings in 2012, when Fox bought a 49% stake in the latter channel since increased to 80%. Then in 2015, Yankees games moved back to WPIX after ending a 10-year deal. Both Yankee and Mets games are now aired on WPIX. WWOR has sometimes aired New York Giants' preseason games due to commitments by WNBC to air network coverage of the Summer Olympics, as has occurred in 2012 and 2016. Channel 9 is also a simulcast ESPN-produced Monday Night Football games in which the Giants or Jets were involved. WABC-TV holds the rights of first refusal on local and MNF broadcasts as a corporate sibling to ESPN, but often exercises that right to air ABC's Dancing with the Stars, as well as such games during the early existence of the NFL network. WWOR was scheduled to be the local outlet for the December 30th, 2007 Giants-Patriots game, but with the Patriots on the verge of an undefeated regular season and NFL Network having minimal cable carriage at the time, the game ended up being simulcast nationally on CBS and NBC in addition to WWOR. As a sister station to NYW WWOR has sometimes aired Fox Sports Programming while NYW aired Local Programming. This was the case on September 11, 2021, when NYW aired Local 9-11 Memorial Programming, while WWOR aired a nationally televised Fox College football game. This was the case again on September twenty-first, 2023, when WNYW aired a Thursday night football game between the New York Giants and the San Francisco 49ers while WWOR aired a locally televised Baseball Night in America game between the New York Mets and the Phillies. Coincidentally, as previously mentioned, WWOR aired Mets games from 1962 to 1998. Currently, WWOR airs select Brooklyn Nets games produced by YES Network whenever YES broadcasts a Yankees game during the same time period. In 2023, two New York Liberty games also aired on the station, including one broadcast nationally on ABC due to ABC TV televising the, uh, the NYC Pride March. This game was joined in progress on WABC TV as it went into overtime. November 18th of 2023, WWOR aired a Seton Hall men's basketball game produced by Fox College Hoops. I'd like to kind of give a little memory of sports programming on Channel 9 other than the Mets and the Nets that they were on Saturday nights on Channel 9 away games like they always had the Rangers games during the 1986 season were always at night around 7.30 8 o'clock when they weren't airing them repeats of Wink Martindale's Tic Tac Doe came on at 8.30pm in the evening when the Rangers games were not on so you hoped and prayed that at least three out of the five days of the week, you were going to see maybe at least two episodes of Wayne Martindale's Tic-Tac-Toe. Maybe three, depending on whether or not they wanted to televise the Rangers game. Whatever the case, we looked forward to seeing some repeats of Martindale's Tic-Tac-Toe, especially when Jim Caldwell had the main... Uh, uh, show because of the fact of the, remember again, 1986, after 1985, Wing Mountain Dale left to go do headline chasers. So by then, they still had the rights to uh, air his repeats at 8.30 that night. So you got a double dose of Tic-Tac-Doe in the 1986 fall season. Not too bad. Pretty good, if you think about it. Well, let's continue on. Now with the newscast. As most of New York's independent stations were during the 60s and 70s, WORTV was a very minor player in the area of local news. But before 1971, the station did not carry any live news programming, but had an early morning, audio-only newscast read by the on-duty staff announcer over the station logo. 1971, WOR TV launched its first live newscast, The News at Noon, which was also the first midday newscast in the New York City market. Tom Dunn, previously of WABC, was the lead anchor. In 1983, following the move to New Jersey, Channel 9 launched a nightly 8 p.m. newscast called Nine News Primetime. After the MCA takeover in 87, the APM 8 newscast was moved to two hours later, to 10 p.m., and expanded to an hour, placing it in direct competition with newscasts in that time slot, airing on WPIX and eventual sister station, WNYW. Dunn opted to leave WWOR that summer with his last newscast for Channel 9 airing on June 19th. He was replaced as lead anchor by Van Hackett, formerly of KTRK-TV in Houston. The Noon program, which was later merged into Nine Broadcast Plaza, ended in 1993 and was replaced with the Ricky Lake Show. Despite the presence of its sister station, WNYW's long-running and successful news program at 10, Channel 9 was able to compete in the same time slot following Fox's acquisition of Channel 9 simply because... Both stations used separate studios. As opposed to the model of most television station duopolies, WWOR TV and sister station NYW operated news departments that were technically separate from one another. WWOR operated its news department from the station's Caucus studios, while NYW runs theirs from the Fox Television Center in Manhattan, allowing the two stations to maintain their own on-air identities and offer individual local news programs simultaneously. However, the two stations shared a fairly significant amount in regards to news coverage, with some staffers having switched from one station to the other. Both stations maintained their own primary on-air personalities, such as news anchors and reporters, that only appeared on one station. WWOR's newscast also focused a larger portion of their stories on New Jersey issues, a condition the station had adhered to since its license was transferred from New York City to Secaucus. July 13, 2009, the 10 p.m. newscast was moved to 11 p.m. and was shortened to a half hour due to budget cuts. In addition, weekend newscasts and a Sunday night sports highlight program were canceled. June 27th of 2011, WWOR-TV returned the newscast to its previous 10 p.m. time slot and retitled it the 10 o'clock news. It remained a half hour in length and continued to air on weeknights only. On September 10th of 2012, WWOR-TV began broadcasting its local newscasts in high definition. Sports director Russ Salzberg Anchor Brenda Blackman and reporter Brenda Flanagan were the station's longest-tenured on-air personalities. Flanagan worked for the station starting in 1983, while Salzburg and Blackman joined WWOR in 1988 and 92, respectively. In the areas of central New Jersey... Where the New York and Philadelphia markets overlap with one another, both WWOR and NYW shared resources with their Philadelphia sister station, WTXF-TV. The station shared reporters for stories occurring in New Jersey counties served by both markets. The 10 p.m. newscast was canceled following its July 2, 2013 broadcast, ending 42 years of newscast production by Channel 9 and 30 years of primetime newscast. In its place, the station introduced Chasing New Jersey, which was later renamed to Chasing News, a nightly New Jersey-focused news magazine with a fast-paced format on July 8th. The program, which was produced by Fairfax Productions, a production company led by the vice president and general manager of Philadelphia's sister station, WTXF-TV, from a studio in Trenton and hosted by Bill Spadea, was also seen on WTXF as a lead-in to its morning newscast. With the end of WWOR's newscast, Brenda Blackman was reassigned to produce and host new specials for the station. Although she would leave for WPIX in twenty sixteen, while other members on the on-air staff were offered new roles, including at WNYW, despite the closure of WW's news department, WWOR's news department, that is, the station's Sea Caucus facilities remained operational until 2018 when the repeal of the FCC main studio rule allowed the full consolidation of WWOR's operations with WNYW. Chasing News was canceled in June of 2020, leaving WWOR without any news programs. Yes, and then of course you have some former personalities including Steve Albert, Ernie Anastas, Brenda Blackman, Mario Cantone, Pat Collins, Judith Crist, Morton Downey Jr., Tom Dunn, Carter Evans, Dr. Frank Field, Stormfield, Joe Franklin, Barry Gray, Tony Guida, Van Hackett, Ray Heatherton, Larry Kenny, Sara Lee Kessler, who is now with NBC News Radio, Sara Lee Kessler, one of those, Sean Mooney, Marianne, Mary Helen McPhillips, Mike Lupica, yes, uh, let's see, Roland Smith, Howard Stern, now with the Howard Stern Show. Kelly Wright, Lloyd Lindsay Young was with KKSF in, in San Francisco until 2016. Steve Albert's another big one there. Yep, that's Marv Albert's, uh, think, younger brother, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, all the other technical information. We finally finished WWOR-TV Channel 9. There you have it, folks, Part, in three parts... <laughs> We did it, though. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh, starting next week, we're going to be looking at the very popular uh, channel that's up in the next lineup here. Because at that point, well, it's a big one. It is uh, the television station that serves as the de facto flagship of the CW Television Network, owned by Mission Broadcasting, and is operated by CW Majority Owner Nexstar Media Group under a local marketing agreement and since its inception in 1948 this studios and offices have been located in the daily news building on east 42nd street also known as well 11 picks plaza in midtown manhattan stations transmitter is located at the empire state building and is also as a available as a regional superstation via satellite and cable in the united states and canada it's the largest next star operated station by population of market size yeah, we'll be looking at WPIX Channel 11, the almost the sister station to Channel 9. So between Channel 9 and Channel 11, you got a daily dose of fantastic repeats of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s shows all repeated once they came off the major networks. And when you didn't want to watch the president preempt every one of those stations, well, you turned to 5, 9, or 11, or 13, well, he was on 13, too. But Reagan was never on 5, 9, or 11 ever preempted because they were not the major networks of the city at the time. So we'll look at WPIX on episode number 255 of the Queens New Yorker. I'm Jason Icaneo, thanking you fantastically from the whole bottom of my heart. We hope that you will continue to support the show. Haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet. Please hit that subscribe button, click in the likes. And, of course, The Legacy of Queens on YouTube as well. And, of course, Spotify. We thank you very much. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday for episode 255 with WPIX. From all of us here, remember, be honest, be real, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. I'm Jason DiCenio. Good night. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCannio internet presentation. Thank you for your support. АПЛОДИСМЕНТЫ